Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen. What's up, everybody? This is Wildcat Radio 2.0. I'm Adam Green. He's Brett Barry. And that Colorado game was awful. <laughs> is, is that the best way to sum it up, Brett? Is that, are we done with talking about Colorado? Does that recap everything? We good? I mean, we you know, Arizona's offense scored more points than typical. Granted, it was for the other team, if you count all well, the picks. No, Arizona scored points. no points. But they well, they threw, scored it for the other team. They threw a pass that resulted in a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. So that that's that's true. That happened. <laughs> it's the first. It's the first pass one of Arizona's quarterbacks has thrown that resulted in a touchdown in multiple games. <laughs> that one of their quarterbacks yeah, against UCLA it was Jamari Joyner. Joyner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> and Oregon, they had. I don't think did McLeod throw a touchdown against Oregon, or did he run? There were running plays in that. They had run rushing touchdown. Yeah, you're right. What a horribly accurate joke to make. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the the thought crossed my mind, Adam, that when we were previewing this season, that we, I, I recall explicitly saying, and it was not a hot take at any time, but I said that my top three concerns for the ceiling and floor for this team in order of severity and impact and concern was quarterback play number one, O-line play number two, and a distant third being the defense's ability to, to adopt you know, adopt the new scheme and, and perform. Mm-hmm. Well, those top two, I certainly got right. <laughs> well, in this game, it was final score was 34, nothing. And it, in some ways it was closer than that. And in many ways it was probably more of a blowout than that. Right. Like Arizona was down three, nothing, six, nothing. And even in the second quarter, like their offense couldn't move the ball. Gunnar Cruz was struggling. He I think he only took one sack in the game, but just Arizona, they couldn't run the ball. They were trying all those jet sweeps and everything. They couldn't move the ball. The defense was fine, but also Colorado's offense was just garbage. So we knew that, right? And it was 6 nothing. Arizona gets the ball down to the one-yard line, the Colorado one-yard line. John John, great run. And Arizona can't punch it in. And it was, if I remember right, it was a quarterback sneak that didn't go anywhere. Fine. Then it was like one of those, a pitch to the outside that didn't go anywhere. Then another thing to the outside, then they would have a play action, rolled out Cruz, and he threw incomplete on fourth down. And like at that point, if Arizona scores a touchdown, assuming they get the extra point, they're going to half up 7-6 in what's been a just awful football game, but you'd actually feel okay about that because, hey, they have the lead on the road at halftime. Instead, they're down 6 nothing at half with that goal line failure in their back pocket where I – I mean, we could, that was the game right there pretty much. But we could talk about I think Jed Fish – like I'm not big on the – getting on play calling because play calling is always bad when it doesn't work. And when it works, it was a great call, but I think he got way too cute there. You have four chances. Okay. So the QB sneak didn't work, run it up the middle again, run it up the middle again and run it up the middle again. Don't go sideways. And he went shotgun on second and third down for a team that doesn't rely on the shotgun. Like there, I didn't understand what was happening. That series cost him. And yeah, what just, it was awful. Yeah. Adam, are you in my thoughts right now? Because <laughs> I, you know, we watched we 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 watched the game together, and I, I in the in that real time, I said you should line up with three tight ends and your fullback. I I don't have a problem with the the quarterback sneak. Nope, but not at all. It, from first, first and fourth down, I think one, we're okay play calls. Like I can, those are fine play calls. I can live with those. Yeah, but realistically, first and goal from the one. I you know they 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 have shown the ability to get a yard. In four right? tries, they better. <laughs> <laughs> and and if you can't go three tight ends with your fullback that has been underutilized, though I think Clay Markoff did have a catch in this game. In yeah, ex- you he know, played a little bit more in this game than he had. Yeah, 
Um, you know, if you if you fail that on four straight plays, I I it's still maybe maybe more demoralizing, but it feels less self inflicted by the play calling. I I 100% agree with you, and I actually, I mean, it's a it's a you know a disproven negative kind of situation of if you punch that in there and get a lead, does that change the trajectory of that game rather than a game kind of spiraling out of control? Um, and maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but boy, like that, that, that was a, that was a moment that could have been a turning point in a positive direction. And instead it was a big negative one. And I don't think it was even necessarily entirely on the players on the field. Like, sure. Could they have executed those plays perfectly? Oh, and I'm sure there were the missed in? blocks and a missed read on the hole and everything like that. Sure. Well, but like to your point of being too cute with play calling and missed blocks, in that situation, you don't need to be creative to get a foot. <laughs> no, and right? like Donovan was out. He was hurt in this game. If I remember right, was it Macaulay too got dinged up or uh, Donovan Lay got banged up in this game? So like it wasn't like they were just a pinnacle of health of the offensive line. But yeah, and like I don't like criticizing play calling because I think so rarely can you be like, yeah, that was a bad play because usually you say that after the fact, right? But I remember watching this game going, what are you doing in the shotgun? Why are you going sideways? You need a yard. Go forward. And it just didn't seem like I was putting the players in the best position to succeed. That said, okay, they're down 6 nothing at halftime. They go to and they get the ball towards midfield in the second half. Still only down 6 nothing. It was still a one-score game. Then you get the blocked punt that gets returned for a touchdown. Then the next drive, you get the pick six, which apparently came three plays after Gunnar Cruz broke his hand or broke his thumb or whatever it is. He threw the pick six. Not saying that's the reason he threw the interception. The throw was late. It was behind him. and It just wasn't a good read. But then at that point, the game was over. Like Arizona wasn't going to – they're going to have a hard time scoring seven points. They certainly weren't going to score 20 or 21, not in this game. Um, I think everyone's biggest fears going into this game were realized was that the offense without Jordan McLeod could not move. It was, it was worse than we've seen. And like we talked to Jack last week about Colorado, didn't all make it to the air, but he said like Colorado's defense was decent. Their offense was really bad. And in this game, their defense was decent and their offense was really bad. But Arizona turned the ball. They gave him 14 points on a pick six and a block punt. Like that's, you, Arizona can't do that against anyone, and we've seen that. Like They can't do that against a bad team in Colorado and have a chance. They certainly can't do that against the better teams, which is most every other team that they're going to play. I, so was it a close game? Yeah, for 36 minutes it was. But not that Arizona was moving the ball and keeping up. They just weren't getting blown out. They were still in the game, but they never really did anything other than that one drive that stalled at the one. They never did anything that made you think they had a chance to do really much of anything. Yeah, and it's it's especially frustrating to see pick sixes now. I mean, against some good teams, but also against some teams that are just not that great. Like there was the NAU game. Colorado is not a great team, um, and Arizona's margin for error, uh, even against a bad team, but especially on the road, is just so slight. Um, you know, I'm confident if Jordan McLeod played this game, uh, it would make a pretty significant difference. But sure. That's not that's not the world we're living in. No, he's not walking through that door. Not until next season. He he might be rolling through that door or uh, wobbling in on crutches, but uh, <laughs> he's not he's not playing right. Um, and all of the the dinged up injuries uh, in a in a, a the, the challenge for Arizona is you know as much as we think that in some positions they've established some depth in certain positions that are of critical importance, there's not that depth there. Those of you playing the drinking game of every time Brett says depth at home just had a really rough last 30 seconds. They may have seven minutes into the show. That's probably good enough for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, they're Arizona fans if you're listening to this, so they're probably already drunk when we're talking Arizona <laughs> football. Um, but, you know, the, a lot of the, the, the guys being out either due to being nicked up or, you know, other off-the-field personal reasons, like Treshawn Howard being out does not help Arizona. J.B. Brown being out does not help Arizona. Josh Donovan uh, maybe isn't a superstar O-lineman, but he's he's played better this year than he has last year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a there's a significant drop-off in guys that are ready to play uh, in, in on the O-line. Um, and so it just... It, it, it creates a lot of problems, and that's not even going into the fact that we're down to one scholarship quarterback now, and that scholarship quarterback is Will Plummer, who lost us the game against NAU. But uh, uh, good times, you know. Um, it's 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 hard to 
to glean too much from it because it's kind of a, a you know a comedy of of errors and bad luck but also like there are correctable things from to a man from every player that got on the field that day up to and including and maybe even especially Jed Fish with you know he's the primary play caller and he took responsibility he did yeah and you know I, I, you know, at some point the jet sweeps need to be the thing that are the occasional exception. They need to be the punctuation, not the sentence. Um, if you're wanting to be effective, right? They need to be the thing that people have to be worried about and not the thing that they're gearing up on because it, in my opinion, it loses the effectiveness there. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I don't know what you can take away from this game uh, to either build upon or, or 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 learn from, other than like, well, like it, it basically just feels like one of those things that has to get flushed down the toilet and hope that they can kind of pull together and and be ready for Washington in the rest of the season. Well, yeah, if you want to take a positive from this game, Jalen John had seventy three yards on eleven carries. That's the positive. That that that's it. If you want to take a positive, that's the one. Otherwise, a hey, Gunner Cruz. You know, you know, hey, Adam. You know what you could have done with that that 220-pound running back that was getting almost seven <laughs> yards a carry? Give him the ball four straight plays on first and goal from the I'd line. like to think maybe he was tired after the long run that got him there. Otherwise, yeah, why wasn't he in the game? I I, I, I don't know. I'd like to I, think he wants to get the touchdown. <laughs> but otherwise, like the biggest fears, Gunnar Cruz was not better in this game before he got hurt, and now he's out for the rest of the season. But like, I mean, he only took the one sack, but he was double pumping. He was taking the short throws, didn't push the ball downfield. Like up until the interception, he hadn't cost them anything, but he wasn't doing anything close to winning them anything. And now, granted, this is a game where they probably just compete, don't lose the game. You have a chance to win, but they blew that chance when they got nothing out of being first and goal from the one yard line. Uh, when Will Plummer came in already, the score was, you know, it was already back. It was there down 21 nothing at that point. I didn't, wasn't expecting a ton from him. He looked like Will Plummer inaccurate through an interception you know otherwise Barry Hill was fine he's had a hard time making a huge impact he catches a lot of passes but the offense just it's not there to make plays down the field defensively Mo Diallo was fine um Javon Mason was good Ken Bars was good again but just it's certainly not enough and when you're Arizona like, it's <laughs> every fear I keep coming back to it every concern every fear after Jordan McLeod got hurt and that you said game was like the reason they looked competitive w- was because they had Jordan McLeod. Could they do it without him? And they looked like the team that was pre-Jordan McLeod, if not even slightly worse. Now, granted, the pick six and the block punt, if you try to take those away, okay. But that's the second block punt that happened against San Diego State. You can't have that happen. You know, the pick six you mentioned that happened against NAU. Those are things that Arizona cannot afford to have happen, have a chance in a game, no matter how bad the team they're playing is. We see all that against NAU. We saw it against Colorado. Um, it'd be like before this game, Brett, we've talked about it. Arizona had what, lost five games. Four of those games, they had been within a score in the fourth quarter. And the fifth one was against San Diego State. We just got blown. They played like garbage. It happens. You could kind of say, okay, you know, not the worst thing. They've been competitive. This game, you can't say that. Because they were bad on offense. They made some just devastating mistakes in special teams. And obviously the defense put up a fight. But putting up a fight against Colorado's offense isn't exactly something to hang your hat on. This was a really bad game. And the question is, was this a huge step back? Or is it just a speed bump in the slow progress they may have been making before? I don't know if we know the answer to that until we see how the rest of the season goes, to be honest. And some of that might be gut check time for a lot of guys that are that, you know, who really wants to be there, who's really bought in, who's not. Um, I was pulling up the stats. Adam, do you know what our 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 turnovers forced to turnovers given away ratio is right now? Haven't they forced like four turnovers? They have forced five turnovers, not counting the safeties, mm. uh, which it would be seven with those, I believe. But we have uh, we have fourteen giveaways in in so, six games, minus nine. Well, you can't if you're Arizona, you can't average two plus giveaways in a game. No. You know, and, and this Colorado game was another one with two, right, against a not great team. But if you do that and you force zero. It, you know, it goes back to the margin for error question, and I'm I'm curious to see 
you know, I was hoping to see some more disruption from the Arizona defense. Like we got a little bit more in the UCLA game um, with the two force turnovers. Maybe some of that was DTR not being at his best passing at least. Um, but that's a, that's a not great Colorado offense that you didn't even particularly contain. Granted, it's hard when the, when when the when you the offense and the special teams puts you in a hole, uh, you know it. There's a, there's a momentum in a game that it's it's hard to know what to make of, especially the second half of that game, mm-hmm. right? Like, is that more a product of well, this was where this thing kind of fell apart, and then the rest of it was just running out the rest of the clock, and it was inevitable because Arizona's going to try to pass the ball 90% of the time, and they're just going to run clock and run the ball the whole time, right? Um, and that's the difference between a you know a three score game and a tighter game. Um, compared to the other games where Arizona was keeping it close, controlling the clock, moving the ball, you know, I, I it's it's hard to say coming out of that game. I think we're gonna, I think we'll have an answer in the first quarter or two uh, this coming Friday against Washington because you're gonna see how they react and see where you know, if, you know, the score starts over at zero zero against another team that's they probably have a talent gap and significant one, but that also. Washington is not as good as the sum of their parts um, as a as a team so far this year. So I I don't know if there's an, an answer until we see it on the field. Yeah, and that Washington game is Arizona's next one. It's Friday at Arizona Stadium. But let's take a break, and we come back. We'll have a chat with Max Rubin of UWDogPound.com. It's the SB Nation side that covers the Washington Huskies because, I mean, the game's going to be played, so we might as well get an idea of how it might go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome back. It's Wildcat Radio 2.0, and we are glad to be joined by Max Vrooman of uwdogpound.com. It's the SB Nation site for the Washington Huskies, who are Arizona's opponent this Friday evening at Arizona Stadium. Max, welcome to Wildcat Radio. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, so (laughs) the game that started the losing streak was against Washington at Arizona Stadium. So it would be kind of symmetry if Arizona ended the losing streak at Arizona Stadium against Washington, but of course... Arizona's like more than two touchdown underdogs in this game. Is that reasonable from what Washington, Washington hasn't had a great season either, but do they seem like they're that much better than the Arizona Wildcats? Uh, at this point, it's kind of hard to say they should be a 17 point favorite over just about anybody. But then again, they did uh, one of their biggest wins of the season against Arkansas state who looking at the advanced metrics, unfortunately uh, are in reasonably similar territory to Arizona. They, they won, I think, at 52 to three. Um, so it's in there in Washington that it's capable, but uh, traditionally we've not fared very well in the desert. Uh, so I know there are a lot of Washington fans who are uh, a little bit concerned about that aspect, uh, but this is, this is not the Washington team. We all thought we were getting, we thought we were getting a team that seemed very capable of competing for a Pac-12 title. And instead we are getting a team that seems to be exceedingly mediocre. Uh, they're, They've played a close game uh, pretty much every every Pac-12 contest and got steamrolled by Michigan, and they beat Arkansas State by a lot. So, uh, sure, this team is, is definitely capable of uh, covering that spread against Arizona, but I also wouldn't surprise anyone if they fall a little bit flat and let Arizona hang around, and uh, this ends up being a battle where it comes down to who can make the play at the end of the game, and that's not something that UW's done very well this season. Yeah, uh, based on performance to date, uh, 
you know, another misery loves company thing. I actually happened to be at the Washington game in Seattle when they played Montana, and I got to see firsthand uh, the struggles, especially offensively for Washington, which is something Arizona fans are all too familiar with, with our struggles on offense. Uh, I guess from your perspective, uh, Max, have you seen any improvements or progressions on Washington offensively to be able to even, you know, <laughs> to the point of scoring enough points to even cover that spread, assuming Arizona is able to put points on the board? Well, so there have been some personnel changes since that Montana game, which uh, I was fortunate enough to be out of town, so I did not have to be there in person to experience that. So lucky you. Uh, that first game of the year, there were uh, the top four receivers for Washington were all out of that game, uh, three of which happened before the game in the week coming into that practice. Uh, and then the fourth happened on the first drive of the game. Uh, so that was a big deterrent. Three of those three are healthy who were out there. The one who got hurt in that game is out for the year uh, with Roma Dunze, Jalen McMillan and Terrell Bynum all available. That definitely has helped add some explosiveness on the outside. And those three all should be at least average wide receivers, even though two of them are quite young uh, within the Pac-12 at the running back spot. They started out the year kind of going with a youth movement and turned things over to Richard Newton and Cameron Davis as the starters. Uh, and so far this year, Newton's averaging 3.5 yards per carry and Davis is averaging 2.6. Uh, and after a couple of games, they basically scrapped that idea and have now gone back to the to the seniors in Kamari Pleasant and Sean McGrew. And that's worked better in the running game. Uh, each of them are averaging better than four yards a carry, which is definitely improvement. But uh, this is still an offense that from uh, a lot of elements just doesn't doesn't seem to be making improvements. Dylan Morris is still throwing uh, a plenty of interceptions. He's thrown eight so far this year. Uh, the offensive line still has trouble blocking. Uh, that's gotten a little bit better, but the play calling uh, has been a huge area of concern for Husky fans. And it's really has shown brief moments where you can tell at the beginning of a the game, they've scripted the first couple of drives and that has allowed them to see some success. And then as soon as they kind of get into the middle of it, uh, offensive coordinator John Donovan just likes to go run, run, and doesn't like to put in motion and doesn't like to put in play action, which is generally not how you run a modern offense in college football, but we've seen a lot of it so far this year. Well, and Arizona fans can tell you there's no way to get better or a better way to improve on offense than to play the Wildcats. It seems like obviously last week Colorado came in with one of the worst offenses in the country and they did okay against the Wildcats, who admittedly their defense has been solid, but Arizona's offense has been so miserable putting the defense in bad positions. Arizona fans remember Dylan Morris from last season, though. He didn't have great numbers until he played Arizona. Remember Sean McGrew had great numbers against Arizona. And so these are veteran, I guess Morris is a freshman technically still, but these are guys that Arizona is familiar with, and yet they have been overall as an offense struggling. Is it as simple as the play calling? Is it as simple as they had the wrong guys in the wrong spots early on? Like, why has this offense, which historically has never been great, but is usually solid, why has it struggled so much in your opinion? Uh, I think the play calling is a big part of it. The, the regression on the offensive line, though, I think is really the biggest thing. This is a team that expected to be able to run the ball well, and they've got five returning starters along the offensive line, which was uh, there were reasonable expectations that this was going to be the best offensive line in the Pac-12. And I don't think that was a stretch. And that's certainly what Jimmy Lake communicated before the season. And instead, they just have not opened up holes uh, in pass protection. They have been pretty leaky at times. There have been free rushers coming through. Uh, a lot of that has messed with Dylan Morris's mind, I think. And he's a little bit more skittish. Uh, he's not willing to wait for his progressions. He'll throw up a jump ball rather than settle and try to find a second read. Um, and I think that's really kind of trickled down. And I don't, it's hard to say whether the, the play calling has really been what's deteriorated the offensive line and that's led to everything else or whether uh, the line just hasn't lived up to performance and that's led the coaching staff to not be able to trust it. And that's led Morris to not trust it. Um, but really the, those two kind of key elements of, of the line and the play calling seem like the biggest thing, although there are plenty of times where there are just little mistakes made, the receivers uh, in, don't run the right route, or their spacing's not quite right. Uh, there's just a lot of little things that have also contributed to, even when things have gone well, to just be close misses for the offense. I feel like if 
someone was talking to us about Arizona, we say a lot of the same things, right? Like, is, is it play calling? Is it the line? Is it the little things? And I guess for Washington, yeah, they've been underwhelming this season, but usually the defense is there too. You know, that's kind of been the calling card, especially with Jimmy Lake as the coach. You think the defense will be fine. And yet, obviously, Washington's defense is not what we're used to. Is that just, I mean, is that just attrition? They've lost so many guys to the NFL where they just couldn't keep that level of play. Definitely a, a big part of it. And this has been a defense that traditionally the way they they functioned is uh, they've had kind of a big space eating defensive tackle who's held down the line. Uh, they've played a nickel defense in base. Uh, when teams try to go short passing routes, they tackle extremely well. They don't let you break tackles. Um, that's not the defense we've seen so far. Uh, it's been a defense that's been vulnerable to the run in the past, but this year especially. Uh, they have possibly the best two corners in the conference in Kyler Gordon and Trent McDuffie on the outside. Uh, but instead of just kind of letting those two function on islands and playing everybody in the box, they continue to play their safeties 15 to 20 yards deep to avoid the big play. And teams have just been able to come in and run for six to seven yards of carry, and the defense can't get off the field. Uh, it should help this week that Zion Tupuola Fatui, who was phenomenal last season with seven sacks in four games, kind of came out of nowhere, was a borderline All-American. Uh, he came back from an Achilles tear in six months, which is just absurd, and played uh, 10 snaps, had four hurries in those 10 snaps last week. Uh, seems like whether or not he's going to start, he may probably play more than that, maybe at least double it, uh, which is a good sign for the defense because one of those big issues has been they haven't had a pass rush even when they have gone in those passing, line, uh, passing downs. And if you give quarterbacks forever, even if you have good corners, eventually they're going to find somebody. Uh, so it's really, it's really been those problems of pass rush hasn't been there and the defense just hasn't been able to stop the run. Well, and, and Max, before I kind of ask a question about how you anticipate them taking the approach on defense, I was curious what you mentioned. I pulled up the stats for you guys, uh, in six games, Washington's only gone over a hundred net yards twice rushing by contrast, Arizona has done that four times, which I would have never suspected those. I would have thought those been the other way around, right? Um, but I guess with with Arizona having Will Plummer coming in, um, do you expect Washington's defense will take a, a different kind of approach? You know, you talk about them being a, worried about the deep pass. Arizona's passing game hasn't had that much of a threat all season. Granted, Will Plummer's more willing to make those kind of throws than other people. Or do you think they're going to try to load the box against Arizona to try to just isolate their uh, and eliminate their running backs and the running game? Well, every every fan would say, uh, please, God, load up the box and dare them to throw it. Uh, but they've shown no willingness to do that this year, even when it's been obvious that they should. Uh, they played UCLA last week, and UCLA uh, had, between their quarterback and their two running backs, were all averaging better than six yards of carry. And uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson is not the most accurate quarterback in the world. Uh, UCLA was missing its top receiver. It seemed like a perfect time to just consistently play a seven and an eight in the box and uh, play the run and force them to beat you through the air. And instead, on the final drive, when UCLA was trying to ice the clock, their safeties were still playing 15 yards back. So uh, it has just been, whether incredible stubbornness or stupidity, uh, just they've shown no indication of switching things up and going away from kind of their base defensive plan. Uh, and it would not shock me if they allow Arizona to uh, try to run the ball up the middle and get four to five yards for carry, even if that's not the experience they've had so far this year. Um, everybody who's run against uh, UW this year has been able to do it. So it's really a uh, supreme weakness on weakness matchup. Uh, <laughs> and it's weakness on strength if Arizona decides to try to force the ball deep. So hopefully you guys do that. It's a, It seems like a matchup of a stoppable force and a movable object. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the classic dogs versus cats matchup right here. <laughs> no one wants to see yep. this. I, I, Washington, obviously, they've been Good. Historically, a pretty good program. Arizona, 18 straight losses there. I'm not even close to being good right now. But what's the vibe like with the Washington Huskies? I know ever since Peterson left, it was like, okay, he had things going. Could Jimmy Lake keep things rolling? And 
they've been decent even without Chris Peterson, but this year seems like that big step back. Like, what's the vibe like with this program or around Washington? Because I think from the Tucson perspective, from the Arizona perspective, it's like Washington is a solid program normally. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty catastrophic, uh, I would say, is the fan mindset. Uh, everything is burning. Uh, I think there are a lot of fans who are calling for everyone to get fired, uh, given where the expectations were on this. Uh, I don't think Jimmy Lake is getting fired after this season, but there's certainly an expectation that offensive coordinator John Donovan is on the chopping block. Uh, Jimmy Lake came in uh, his first season, obviously had the COVID deal, which led to them playing four games. They went three and one. Uh, two of those wins were by less than a touchdown. So it was kind of and a one was Arizona season <laughs> and one was Arizona. So, uh, which was not by, I believe I, you can double check the math. I think that was by more than seven, uh, <laughs> but yes, the, uh, yeah. So it, it was a kind of okay year, but not great. They technically won the division, but COVID kept them from being able to play Oregon, uh, which meant that Oregon got to go to the Pac-12 title game and then won it, which, uh, considering, uh, how you'd have fans feel about Oregon didn't, didn't feel great. Uh, there were two top 10 prospects uh, in the Seattle area, uh, five stars, who both chose to go to Ohio State, uh, which was one of the things fans were hoping from Jimmy Lake was that he was going to take recruiting up another level as somebody who was known as a recruiting expert as a coordinator. Um, and that hasn't happened. And the recruiting has been pretty dead in addition to the on-field struggles that have now materialized. Uh, so I think there are a lot of fans who are extremely frustrated that this was a program that was accustomed to being uh, in the top 25, if not the top 15, for a three to four year stretch there. Uh, and now this is a middle of the Pac-12 outfit at best this season, it looks like. Um, and there are a lot of a lot of fans who aren't willing to give him the benefit of the doubt right now. That is, uh, yeah, <laughs> talking to Arizona fans, that's like, wow. They were okay last year. They're two and four this year, and it's like, ooh, it's the end of the world. That, what a difference programs like expectations. Uh, yeah, Bill Connolly put out today his uh, SP plus showing win projections from the preseason to what they are now. Uh, I think he had Washington at like nine point three wins, and they're now down to five point five. So underperforming by four wins, uh, even though Arizona was something like from three to one. So uh, that's a you know, whoa, 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 hold uh, on, hold on. An absolute... Is that, that math says we're overperforming compared to Washington. No, that, that so says far. that though yeah. Arizona's expected to win so, a game, though. That's what I took from I think that. it's 0.9 is what I think I saw. <laughs> so uh, almost so, win a game. Yeah. Uh, so almost win a game if you add up the percentages. But yeah, so from a from a absolute perspective of net wins that they have underachieved by, uh, this is a team that definitely thought they were going to be 4-2 and two right now instead of 2-4 and four at the very worst. So th- this is going to be a, a great matchup, obviously, of two Titans, Max. Just um, like last week for you guys. <laughs> I, I mean, I pray to God it's not just like last week for us personally. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, but with, with, that, with that in mind, um, when you look at this matchup, knowing where uh, Washington has strengths and weaknesses and Arizona has whatever they have, <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, if if Arizona is to be competitive and 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 challenged to win this game, you know, how do you, what is the scenario where you see that that playing out? What's the approach from Arizona? What's the approach from Washington that leads to that uh, likelihood? Yeah, so I think the the first thing is, as I said, uh, they should not put the ball in Will Plummer's hands. They should run the ball as much as possible. Run it early. Uh, I think they have a chance at success if they do that. Um, if they end up in third and longs and he's forced to throw the ball against uh, the, the nickel defense of UW. I think it's going to result in several turnovers. Um, it's probably not going to go well. This is a Washington team that has really struggled in the field position battle. So I think if they're able to uh, challenge Dylan Morris, I think he's got a chance to throw another pick or two as he has done at times. If Arizona is able to force a couple of interceptions, maybe force a fumble, and then on the other end, run the ball, keep this in, you know, the teens or the 20s, which is where Washington's offense has been this year, uh, then they've got a shot. But um, it's, it's definitely not going to be easy, uh, given what we've seen from Arizona this year. But 
this is definitely a Washington team that is not coming in with a lot of confidence and playing on the road uh, is not something they've really shown they can do. Ooh, so like that's how it happens. Obviously, Arizona fans will hear that and be like, well, let's see, keeping the teams Arizona hasn't topped 19 points in a game this season. You know, if Arizona can run the ball and not get dirt on long, well, that hasn't been the case most of this season. So it seems like it's one of those situations where if Arizona does do all those things, it's going to be out of character for them. And yeah, it can happen, I guess. Why not? But for Washington, is there even any kind of sense that the talent is that just haven't put together this year? Because obviously, like they may come out, we may be talking about this Friday night, and be like, yeah, Washington looked great. And how much of that was Arizona, how much of that was Washington. But is Washington, do they have another level of play that they could get to conceivably? Because Arizona fans probably think, yeah, that's they're not that good anyway. Does Washington have talent just has been unrealized talent up to this point? I think they do. Uh, this is, I mean, this is a team that had nine and a lot of fans who thought 10 win expectations coming into this season. So clearly, clearly, if you'd asked this question six weeks ago, the answer, or seven weeks ago, the answer would have been, yeah, this team's got a ton of talent. Uh, we haven't been able to see all of that talent on the field at the same time. And when it has been out there, things have still looked a little disjointed, but uh, there's definitely a possibility that suddenly things click, especially if they were to click on the offensive line or if Jimmy Lake was able to get play calling duties away from offensive coordinator John Donovan, that suddenly this team looks much better. And if ZTF comes back is fully healthy and gets three sacks with two forced fumbles like he's done to teams last year, then, yeah, all of a sudden this team looks completely different. But given what we've seen so far, uh, it's kind of difficult to say after six games of not really having seen it that the light's going to suddenly turn on. Well, Arizona has a good way of flipping the switch for opponents in at least the last couple of seasons and a half. Before we let you go, Max, uh, just we talked about, okay, how does Arizona win this game? It seems unlikely from the Arizona perspective, but I'm not going to ask for a score prediction because those are hard. But how do you see this game playing out from your vantage point? Uh, I think we're going to see it being, and I, I think similar to some of the Arizona games in the, in the recent past where this is reasonably close at halftime. Um, that the the Husky offense maybe scores on the first possession and then bogs down a couple times. Uh, while Arizona isn't able to get too much done, maybe there's a special teams play that that comes into uh, Arizona might be able to cover, but um, it would it would be a monumental collapse. And I know there are a lot of UW fans who are almost hoping for the collapse just so we can say burn it all down. Uh, but I I just don't think it's going to happen. Although <laughs> 2016. Uh, the probably the second hardest game we played all all season that year uh, on the route to the playoff was potentially that overtime game in the desert. And I know that's uh, it's a lot of what a lot of fans are worried about that there's just something about UW teams going down to Arizona that's gonna gonna magically wreak havoc. Well, and it, you know who the honorary captain is going to be down there uh, Friday night for Arizona is. Uh, a legend, not of the Washington games in Arizona, but one in Seattle, Ortiz Jenkins, the leap by the lake, is the uh, honorary captain. So I'm sure Washington fans will appreciate seeing Ortiz Jenkins out there Friday. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, Max Ruman from uwdogpound.com. We appreciate the time. I know people can follow you on Twitter. Uh, just give your give your handle, anything you want to plug for you guys that Arizona fans might want to catch up on for you. Uh, yeah, UWDP underscore Max Broom on Twitter. Uh, check out the site. We've got our Arizona preview coverage coming out starting today. Uh, so today and tomorrow, there'll be plenty of that. Uh, all we hear is purple podcasts will mostly be some UCLA recap. There's a little bit of Arizona preview in there. Uh, and otherwise that's, that's what I got to plug. All right. Well, we appreciate that. Everyone check out Max's stuff. Max Broom and UWDogPound.com. And we come back. We'll give our final thoughts on Arizona and Washington. We're back, and thanks again to Max Ruman for that insight into the Washington Huskies. And, you know, Brett, we're making this habit of we talk to people who are incredibly down on the teams they cover and follow. And it's almost like it's hard to be like, really? Are things that bad? Because Washington's, what, two and four? And what Arizona fans would give for two and four right now. And yet for Washington, contextually, they're having a bad season. Yeah, I, I I come out of that conversation with Max like I have for a couple of times and said, you know, maybe there is a chance. Right. And that, that's what happens. Right. Everyone is there's like we know there's only like two good teams in all of college football this season in the Pac-12. Like neither one of them are in the Pac-12. So it's kind of uh, who feels good about their teams. And yet 
like we know Washington. This is a team that one of the teams that Arizona lost to last season, and it was not a close game. Now, is this Arizona team better than the one that played at Washington last season? I'd like to think so. But is this Washington team worse than the one that beat Arizona last year? Maybe. But I don't know if the gap has gotten that much smaller. And after the game Arizona just had, and maybe this is what Arizona's done, right? Just when you feel like there's no chance, like they lose to NAU, then they go compete against Oregon. Like maybe that's what happens. It's like they're not as bad as their most recent blowout, but they're not as good as the competitive. Like I don't know where Arizona fits in, especially with Will Plummer as their quarterback. And that's the tough thing because if it was Jordan McLeod, they who knows if they beat UCLA. There's a decent chance they have a close game against Colorado, and you feel like they have a chance against whoever they play because he was at least moving the ball. Now maybe teams would have figured him out. It's possible he was a limited quarterback in his skill set. They don't have Jordan McCoy. They have Will Plummer, who, as you mentioned earlier, was the guy who started the loss to NAU, a guy who's proven to be inaccurate, and he's a redshirt freshman. Maybe he you know, he has a chance to develop into a better passer, of course. But how much better can he be now from when we saw him a few weeks ago at NAU? Like, I don't imagine there's been that much growth to make you feel like they could be even a down Washington team. Well, the, you know, I, I listened to Michael Webb on the, you know, friend of the pod on the, the Wildcast podcast, and he had an interesting stat, even in like the Colorado game of Will Plummer's willingness to throw the ball deep versus Gunnar Cruz, even in Colorado, where it was like average depth of target was like six yards for Gunnar Cruz and for Will Plummer it was 14, which is like, oh, that should be a good thing until I hear Max say, oh, they're going to keep two deep safeties because then I just hear that's two interceptions. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a balance between testing the defense down the field when it's there and taking what they're giving you underneath. Like on third and 15 or when you're down 21 nothing, throw it down the field where you got to lose. But yeah. like when you're playing NAU and you're up or when you're in a close game, you can't force it like that. So it's like it's people watch Gunner say, oh, he doesn't throw the ball down the field. And that's true. He didn't. But sometimes like you just need to take, you know, five, six, seven yards at a time and move the ball a little bit. Yeah, I mean, listening to Max, it seems like what the obvious game plan should be if I was if I was game planning for Arizona would be simple power run the ball fifty to sixty percent of the time, cut back, you know, make cute plays like jet sweeps and things on the outside a lower percentage. And then if you're gonna have Will Plummer throw the ball outside of a you know, a little bubble screen once you get them to draw up after you ran the ball four yards a carry a bunch of times that's the time you throw deep if their safeties come up but if they're stubborn about it i i'm fine with 80 percent running the ball we well, say game. that I but I has arizona has not proven they can be a team that can run the ball that much it's easy to say don't put the ball in the air hand the ball off and this is a team again first and goal from the one couldn't punch it in and with a banged up offensive line and just like Arizona's had some yeah, really with, good running teams in the past. This isn't one of them. Well, but how much... <laughs> I feel like that first and goal from the one we talked about in the first segment is a perfect example of is the inability to run the ball uh, ability or play calling and scheme or both? I, I, overall, was it Drake Anderson who had been the best running back? He's averaging less than four yards a carry. Michael Wiley's averaging 3.2 yards a carry. Jalen John has a very small sample size, including the last game. He's at 6.2 but there's not a team that's proven it can run the ball consistently. Like when they had Jordan McLeod at quarterback, he was adding to that. That's what we saw against Oregon. And then through three quarters of the UCLA game, I'm not confident that without, because they didn't really have a running game until they played Oregon. <laughs> that was the first time they showed an ability to run the football this season. And then of course, like, so yes, I would like to see them run the ball. I think I would imagine they would like to run the ball too. If you can pick up four or five yards of carry, you're going to do that. I just don't think Arizona can do it consistently, especially when teams know they can't throw the ball. Well, hopefully Max is right, and Washington is stubborn <laughs> and won't adjust and will leave two safeties deep, and that four-yard per carry average goes up to five yards per carry because that's how you control the clock. That's how you you know, get first downs. That's how you avoid turnovers for the most part. And I think Arizona's path to success revolves around that very that very thing if they can average four and a half yards of carry as a team um running the ball and consistently and being stubbornly running the ball and then you gotta you know i've i've said it for three or four games and haven't really seen it maybe a little bit in the ucla game i think this defense needs to get a little bit more willing to try to be disruptive and just try to try to make some plays happen in terms of forcing turnovers 
you know, Dylan Morris is not a world beater, despite what maybe he did. Again. Maybe Arizona is the cure for what ails him. But, you know, their 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 offense is another one that is not it's far from dominant, I guess, is maybe the way of putting it. And if you can put him in some positions where he makes a few mistakes, um, you know, it's it's curious to me. Max mentioned that uh, they, they that Washington went away from like McGrew and uh, and uh, um, and Pleasant, who are like established running back seniors. Yeah, which is it's nice to know that sometimes questionable uh, approaches to things is not unique to Arizona, <laughs> um, because John McGrew was like a fairly highly regarded guy. He was recruited by Arizona and they're both, if you can, if Arizona can control them in the, on the ground game and you make Dylan Morris try to beat you. And then if you, you know, God willing, you do it with a lead and have some points and make them have to throw the ball a little bit. Um, you know, that's, that's the only path to success that I see here. Uh, I'm not convinced it's going to happen, but I'm also not convinced Washington is good enough to, <laughs> not play down to Arizona's level, especially on the road. Uh, that was a similar game plan, you think, to what it was against Colorado, right? If you could limit Broussard and make them throw, did, and they did, did limit they Broussard. Like They, yeah, they kind of did, but they also kinda. had zero offense. To Arizona. It's most, it was mostly Arizona's offense. Like if they had put up some points in the first three quarters of that game or two and a half quarters of that game, the final score obviously is on 34 nothing. It's a competitive game. Arizona probably wins. But they couldn't move the ball. And I'm not convinced Arizona with Will Plummer will be able to move the ball or won't have the turnovers happen sooner. <laughs> and, and that's what worries me. And, like, I hope I'm wrong about Will Plummer. I do. I know there's a lot of people who like him, a lot of people who think that after Jordan McLeod, Will Plummer is the best choice to be quarterback. And I will say one of the things that he can add is he's more mobile. But at this point, you don't want him getting touched, right? <laughs> like, he's the last scholarship quarterback on this roster, for better or worse. And – I would say, yeah, you could have him be part of the running game because he has been. You know, he's not Jordan McLeod, but he can be effective in that situation. But you can't have him doing that. And when he does run, he has to slide. He has to get out of bounds. That's just not Will Plummer. That's not his style. It never has been. And if you take that away from him, I don't know what he's he hasn't proven to be a good enough passer to move the ball down the field. And I like Max is saying, you'd have had some good cornerbacks and that's fine. Because I, I don't see the path for Arizona. Like, yes, it's obvious that they can run the ball, get an early lead. I don't see how Arizona does any of that when I watch, when I look at this. And I don't. It's not just. It's not the negative from just the Colorado game because I know we they looked bad against NAU and came back the next week and had a chance to beat Oregon. Arizona is capable of being a better football team than they were against Colorado. We've seen it this season. I'm just not convinced that they can do it with Will Plummer at quarterback. And man, I hope I'm wrong, man, because he's a hardworking kid. You know, he goes. He obviously plays his ass off. And what all the quarterbacks have gone through this season, I guess the only one who didn't really get on a yo-yo was McLeod. He just had to learn the offense, and they put him in. I'm like, you're the guy. But you know, just like I felt bad for Gunnar Cruz getting hurt last week, I don't think they were going to yeah. pull him until he got hurt. Everybody thought he was on the sideline crying because he was pulled. He was crying because he knew his season was over. <laughs> like, like that's a guy who came in there, and these are young quarterbacks. You know, Will, Gunnar Cruz is basically a freshman. Will Plummer's a freshman. Like they're going to go through growing pains. Neither one of them are five star guys who can just walk in and play day one. And now Gunnar Cruz doesn't get the opportunity to learn this season. Now Will Plummer is up. And, like, they need him. They need him really, really bad to be better than he has been to stay healthy. And I'm not sure either of those things can happen. Like, Will Plummer got hurt in the NAU game. <laughs> like, he missed some time. Like, that's just not his style. And, of course, Arizona's luck lately would be quarterback Luke Ashworth finishing the game against Washington. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, I mean – the optimistic take is Will Plummer saw what Jordan McLeod could do with a little more dual threat approach, a little more game manager approach, a little more thoughtfulness with sliding to on some of those gains, and you can leverage that. I, I mean, honestly, if Arizona's not willing to use Will Plummer's legs, I don't know. <laughs> I think I don't know if there's any chance of them having a chance to win uh, any game. Well, can you use his blunt. legs? Like, I mean, you have to be so judicious about it because. I, I think I think that's where you, you got to hope that you see some growth from Will Plummer, in you know like freshman Khalil Tate would try to you know truck stick on in Madden over like UCLA linebackers as a true freshman, but he he eventually kind of learned to not try to do that. Will Plummer has a little bit of that bulldog mentality, you know if he can see that like hey take the six yard gain and slide and not try to get seven and get hurt, you know maybe. But that's that's 
that's reps. That's experience. That's trusting your quarterback. I don't know if Jed Fish and crew can do that. Um, another another possibility we haven't really discussed. We kind of you know talked about it as uh, something that's happened that I think you'll see is maybe more snaps with Jamari Joyner back there running like a wildcat. It. I don't like you it. You don't like talk. it? Well, if he one, it comes down to what he wants to do. Yeah. And yeah, out of the wildcat is fine, I guess, but there's this talk. I've seen people surmise that he'll be their starting quarterback at some point. And I, unless Jamari Joyner went into Jed Fisher and says, I want to play quarterback, I, it wouldn't be fair to do that to him. He hasn't played quarterback in two and a half years, three years. And just no, there's no way he can learn this offense. Like, the play, the playbook would be four plays out of the wildcat, and that's it. That's no way to run an offense. Like it's just not. Uh, well, so here, here's where I would say I am with you on the people that if if he is the quarterback full time at any point this season, more things have gone terribly. Like you have wrong to go through every injuries. single like you have to go through Will Plummer and every single walk on quarterback and, that's behind him before I'd go to Jamari Joyner at quarterback. I yeah, certainly I would give Luke Ashworth a guy who's a walk on. But you know, might not be as bad as people think. I think he's probably more ret rod than than anything else. Um, but I think you can put it to your point. Um, you said like maybe there's like four plays out of the wildcat. I think you can have a planned set of plays for him where it's largely you know just giving a different look. You know, maybe some designed runs for him. Things that also you know don't don't put him in too much of harm's way because I think he's a valuable player as a receiver still coming back from injury. But, you know, maybe there's a handful of plays that you kind of game plan around. And maybe one of those is, Hey, look for this one read and see where their safety is. And if he's not there, take one step forward to get them to bite and then just throw it to Tavian Cunningham and see if you can get something out of it. Some of the early Khalil Tate offense, right? How we saw when his 2017. Yeah. You know, I think I think there's a I think there's an opportunity there where you can get ten five to ten snaps a game with Joiner back there as just a different look, um, especially if you're especially if you're in a position where you're not down thirty points early in the third quarter. Um, you know, maybe it's a way to try to keep some momentum going, um, but you you got to be judicious with that, and it you have to simplify that and. The, Again, not not be too cute with it. <laughs> right, I mean, the wildcat is inher- the wildcat is inherently cuteness in play calling, but you can do it in an intelligent way, in my opinion. Maybe, and like we're gonna see <laughs> coming off arguably his worst game as a play caller and as a coach for Jed Fish, we're gonna really get to see what he's made out of now. And it, like, it's not fair to him that he's down to basically his third string quarterback. You know that he took over a team that was not good at quarterback was not strong at quarterback he recruited what best he could you know Fafita looks like he's going to be a solid get as a true freshman will he be right to play we don't know McLeod looks solid in his brief time out there and Gunnar Cruz had a good has a good build he looks like the quarterback he just hasn't played like that guy and Will Plummer of course is a holdover so it wasn't a great situation and that's where you, know, you, you look at what happens the rest of the season Arizona six games left and they may win one they they may not and the question will then become, how much do you put on the coaching staff? Because obviously, I don't think anyone was expecting them to be good this season. But there was a slight hope and maybe even a moderate expectation that they'd be improved. And in, I think it was Michael Lev had a piece from Arizona Daily Star about how they go one of the stats. Like, in some ways, Arizona is better. They have gotten better, especially on defense. But the offense has been so bad. And you could maybe point to just the fact that they don't have a good quarterback, or at least a good healthy quarterback anymore. Like, is it that simple? Maybe. But... We'll find out a lot over the next, however, you know, next six games because there should be ways the best coaches can manufacture a little bit of offense. The best coaches can. Rich Rodriguez got eight wins out of BJ Danker, right? So like it's there's a way to do seven. I think he got eight wins. Yeah, like, that's out of BJ Danker. Now, granted, that team had Kadeem Carey, but there's a way to do it without great quarterback play. There is, and what Arizona's done offensively, and it is a pro-style offense that is meant to have a pro-style quarterback, at least a quarterback who could play at that level. They don't have that. So what are the ways to manufacture yards? What are the ways to manufacture points with less than ideal talent? It can happen. We'll see if Jed Fish can make it happen. Yeah, you, you had me thinking of the hypothetical situation that I'm curious to pose this question to you, Adam. Assuming Grant Gannell stayed and didn't get hurt like he did at Memphis, would Arizona have won a game or games at this point? Yeah. 
I, I, I don't know how good he is. As a freshman, he looked really good. As a sophomore last season, that brief amount of time, he looked okay on a really bad team. But he certainly looked more capable than anyone we've seen for Arizona this season, save the brief moments of Jordan McLeod. Right? I, I, Grant, Grant Cannell, and you'd think with – you'll never know. But I, he yeah. had experience. He had starting experience more so than Gunnar Cruz and more than Will Plummer. And he did have the pedigree. And he had had some success at this level. So, yeah, I, I can't see that – I think we both agree they would have won the NAU game with any quarterback other than the one they started, which is unfortunate because that's now the new starter the rest of the season. <laughs> but even Jordan McLeod, that experience, and maybe that's what it comes down to his experience. That Jordan McLeod isn't the most skilled guy, but he's played. Whereas Arizona's other quarterbacks, were, they haven't. And there's certain things that they just haven't been through yet, certain things they haven't seen on the field, and you can't get to that level until you do. That might be the case, but that's the hand they were dealt. There weren't guys who had multiple years of starting experience on the transfer market looking at Arizona. They weren't able to pull. I think there were some that they were after. They couldn't get them. So whether it was Grant Cannell or Jordan McLeod, if we got here in January, if there was some quarterback with experience, I think they would have won at least one game, probably a couple, assuming they stayed healthy. And, of course, this is Arizona. Assuming a quarterback's going to stay healthy is just probably not the wisest thing to do. But, yeah, I think they would have won a game or two. Also, just for funsies, somewhere Kevin Doyle is saying, damn it, I could have been starting this game. <laughs> I, I, I will say, though, like anything, I am excited. He's not excited because I'm never excited to see a team that doesn't look like they're going to be good. But I'm interested to see how they play every game for because every game seems like it's going to be tougher than the game that happened before just because of the injuries and the attrition there. I think it was a Drake Anderson's not going to play in this game. There's a handful of other guys who are game time decisions, starters, people they rely on. And we know this isn't a deep team. We know it's not particularly, well, you know, it's not a talented team per se to survive this. So will they play hard? Will they continue to play hard? I don't think they've given up. I don't even think they gave up in Colorado to their credit. But will that continue? I've already seen you mentioned Trayshawn Hayward is no, is, has personal things. What We don't know what's up with that. J.B. Brown is not going to play again this season with personal issues. Hope like Whatever it is, hopefully they get taken care of. But it just seems like it'd be a lot easier for certain players to check out of this season, which probably will happen for some of them because for whatever reason, it's hard. They're human beings and they, a lot of them have been through this. Like, what's the point? But if they get enough of them to keep playing hard and show some improvement individually, then yeah, the results should come. Defense has been fine. Defense has been fine. They're losing some guys to injury there. Offense, which is Jed Fish's calling card. He's an offensive coach needs to be a lot better. I, I don't have Arizona winning this game. I'm going to have to make a prediction. You'll see it on AZ desert swarm for the final score. I don't have Arizona winning. I, don't know if I, it's hard to see them losing by 17 points. Washington isn't that good, but also Arizona lost by 34 to Colorado. So like, at this point, nothing bad would surprise me from the Arizona Wildcats. But I think you were saying, Brett, earlier, there is a world where Arizona plays competitive. There is. I, there, the, the, the thing that's such a challenge to to me as a, just a fan and a guy that wants to see these kids do well is just like, I feel like if they can get the damn monkey off their back and get a win <laughs> by by hook or by crook or just some you know blind luck you know i think it'll help answer the question of guys that want to stay bought in and like let them know that you know once they get that taste of victory i think it's actually gonna it, it, it that positivity can build on itself but you know the football gods are are testing arizona and their and their roster and their coaching staff right now with you know there's there's not much more that could have gone wrong. Um, I mean, if you, if I had told you that by week six you'd be uh, two quarterbacks out for the season down to one scholarship quarterback, you'd expect us to be 0-6. <laughs> yeah, no, right? because I would have expected them to beat NAU regardless. Well, that's fair. <laughs> I am going to, you know, I, people can call me out for that one with the freezing cold takes or whatever. I, there was no world where I thought Arizona was ever going to lose that game. Everything else you could make sense of, yeah. Everything else. Well, I mean, that game, as we talked about, we should have been able to run the ball 100% of the plays, the same play every time, lined up, and outscored NAU running one play the entire game. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's, you know, and that's, and that, and that might, it, you know, there, it's, it's always partially on the players because they're the ones make the decisions, but to some extent, um, and maybe that with those guys out this weekend, it's going to be a true test of Jed Fish. Uh, you know, he's a, you know, he's generally agreed as an offensive mastermind, but 
you know, there's a difference between being an offensive mastermind when you're working with, uh, you know, the, the roster that enables you to do those cute things. Um, you know, Rich Rod was the master of getting the most out of the least, right? Like that is, that was his biggest calling card all the way back to West Virginia. Um, you know, I don't know if Jed Fish is a guy that's better at getting the most out of the best, but that's not where he's at right now. That's not where Arizona's roster is at right now. And I think the impetus is on him and the rest of the coaching staff to figure out what they can do to put the Arizona players in the best chance to be successful. And if they do so, I think they'll be competitive. Um, yeah. If they don't, I think you get the Colorado game. <laughs> oh, like, can, can we not? Like, can I we? mean, I would prefer not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is the next game. It is Friday night at Arizona Stadium. I believe it's a 7.30 kickoff for the Wildcats. Ortiz Jenkins, as you mentioned, will be the honorary captain. So it's one of the better flexes Arizona football can do in recent memory against their opponent, of course. Washington is the team that Arizona's losing streak started against. So, I, yeah, that would, be, that would be nice if Arizona can end the losing streak against them. But any time they could win a game this season would be nice. I'm not going to be picky for it to happen. Like, I don't care when it does, as long as it eventually does. Um, Figures can't be choosers. Adam. No, certainly not. And I, that's going to be about it for the show. I know we could talk about Arizona has a day game late afternoon kickoff set for the USC game on the road. That's cool. I guess um, men's basketball is unranked. Uh, women's basketball is ranked. Not surprisingly, they are number 22 in the preseason AP top 25 warranted. They should be ranked, but it's fair to question that they should be like top 10, top 12. Like, that makes sense. Um, So we'll we'll start talking more basketball, of course, as that season gets going. Um, As always, we ask for you guys to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Leave reviews on iTunes. If you do leave the review, we will read it on the air. I don't think we have any new reviews this week. So leave reviews, people. We want to make you famous on Wildcat Radio 2.0. Let us do that for you. Yeah, me and Adam love feedback, positive or negative. You know, I I, I enjoy the positive feedback. Adam's a glutton for punishment. <laughs> We're Arizona fans, of course I am. <laughs> hey, come on, <laughs> but uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Wildcat Radio AZ and stay tuned to the channel. We always got stuff going on. But yeah, Arizona, Washington, seven thirty, Arizona Stadium. Brett, I know you'll be at the game, so sorry. Um, I will have a beer in hand. A beer, singular. That's believable. A twenty-four ounce IPA. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully that helps. And of course, even more helpful would be Arizona playing well and winning the game. But whatever happens in that game, we'll talk about it next week. And until then, remember to bear down. Bear down. <laughs>